2: The ash tree by Miss by m r james everyone who has traveled over eastern england knows the smaller country houses with which it is studied the rather daint little buildings usually in italian style surrounded parks of some eighty to a hundred acres for me they always had a very strong attraction with gray padding of split oak noble trees and mirrors with reared beds a line of distant woods. Then I like the pillared portico, perhaps struck on a red brick green ha- house, with been faced with stucco, bringing into line the Grecian taste at the end of the 13th century, Hall inside going up to the roof, which hall ought always to be provided right, with a gallery small organ, like the library too where you may find anything from Plaster Sartre, the 13th century to Shakespeare Quartreur. Like the pictures, of course, perhaps most of all, I like fancy. What life is such a house was when it first built? It piping time to land with prosperity. Not least now, when, if the money is not so plentiful, taste is more varied and life quite as interesting. I wish to have one of those ha- these houses they have made a help. Enough money to keep it together and entertain my friends in, its, in it, and modestly. But this is a digression. I have to tell you a curious series of events which happened in such a house that I describe. Is Stringham Hall in Suffolk? I think a good deal has been done to the building since the period of my story. The essential features I've sketched are still there. Tallimplegordo, grey block, white house, out inside and out old outside and out, parked with fringe woods and mere. One feature marked out the house, the sky it's gone. As you looked at it from the park, you saw the right a great old ash tree growing from within a half a dozen yards of the wall, it was quite touching the building with almost quite touching the building with its branches, suppose it had stood there ever since Crest Stringham Ceased to be forfeited place, and since the malt was filled, there is a beef and dwelling house built. At any rate, it is well nigh attained full dimensions in the year 1690, the year of the district in which the hall situated was seen of a number which witch trials. Belong, belong I think, for all we arrive at just an estimate amount of solid reason, if there were any. Any which lay the root of the universal fear witches in old times, whether the persons accused of this fence really did imagine they were possessed of unusual power any kind, or of whether had the will at least, if not the power, of doing mischief to their neighbours, or whether all the confessions which was on um, there are so many were distorted by cruelty, witchfinders? finders. These are questions which are not, I fancy, yet solved. Present narrative gives me pause, can't do give a sweep away, a mere invention. The reader must judge for himself. Carl Stringham contributed to the victim, all fair, Miss Mother's Soul, was a name to differed from all we run in the village witches. Owing being rather better off in more influential position, efforts were made to save her by several reputable farmers, parish did their best to testify her character, showed a considerable anxiety as the verdict of the jury. But what seems to have been fatal to the woman, was evidence of the proprietor, the cast Stringham Hall, Mr. Martin Matthew Fell, is opposed to having watched of her having three different occasions through his window, full of moon gathering sprigs on ash tree near my house. She had climbed to the branches clad in a shift and was cutting off small twigs with a preliminary carved knife. Did so, she seemed to be talking herself. On each occasion, Mr. Sir, Matthew, had done his best to capture the woman but she had always turned an alarm, alarm, some occasional noise he had made and all he could see when he got down to the garden was a hare running across the path in the direction of the village. On the third night, he had been a pains to follow it at his best speed, and had gone straight to Mrs. Mother's house. He had to wait a quarter of an hour, battering at a door, when he had come out very cross and quietly, very sleepy, see so if out of bed. He had no good explanation to offer for his visit. Mainly on this evidence, that is much more of a less striking and unusual kind from of other prisoners, Miss Mother's was found guilty and condemned to die. Hanging the week of the trial with sick from five or six more happy creatures buried Saint Edmunds. So my few fell, Then Deputy sheriff, the present at an execution, so damp, dizzy march, morning when the girl out made its way up the grass hill, throughout Northgate, where the girls stood. The other victims were perfect, aphrophic, broken down with misery, but Miss Mother Soul was as in life, so in death a very different temper a pious rage as a reporter time put it it did some work upon the bystanders, yea even upon the hangman it was a constantly affirmed of all that saw her she presented a living aspect of a mad deville yet she offered no resistance to the officials of the law only she looked upon those laid hands upon her and said of eminence as and aspect that one of them afterwards assured me and mere full of it prayed inwardly upon his mind for six months after however all that she has ported to have said the seemingly meanest words there will be guests at the home which she repeated more than once in an undertone so Matthew fair was not unimpressed the bearings of the woman he had some talk upon a manner with the vicar of his parish whom he travelled Home after his side his business was over, his evidence at the trial had not been very willingly given, he was not suspectedly infected. The witch funny mania, he declared, then in office, he would not give it any more of account of the matter than that he had given, he could not possibly have been mistaken as to what he said. So, whole transition being repugnant to him, for he was a man who liked to be put on pleasant terms those about him, for he saw a duty to be done in his business. He had done it, there seems to have been a gist of his sentiments. The Victor applauded it, as any reasonable man must have done. A few weeks later, the moon of May was a full. Vicar and Squire met again in the Fair Park, walked to the hall together. Lady Fair was in with her mother, with dangerously ill. Sir so Matthew was alone in the house. So the Vicar, Mr. Crowe, was easily persuaded to take a late supper at the home. Sir Matthew was not very good at company this evening. The talk ran chiefly on family and parish matters. and luck would have it, Sir Matthew made a memoriam, inviting of certain and intentions of his guarding his estates, which afterwards proved exceedingly useful. Mr Crome. thought of studying for home about half past nine o'clock. Sir Matthew and he took a preliminary turn Grab a walk at the back of the house. Anything that struck Mr. Coon was this. There was in sight the ash tree, which the squires near, growing near the windows. Then Mr. Matthew stopped and said, What is it that runs up and down the stem of the ash? It never a squirrel. They'll be, they'll be, they'll all be in the nest by now. Becca looked and saw the moving creature. But could believe nothing of its colour in the moonlight. Sharp white lines seen for an instant, was imprinted on his brain. He could have sworn he said that, although it sounded foolish, good or not, it may it had more than four legs. Still not much was to be made of Montmorency's vision. Two men parted. They may not have, they may have met since then, but it's not for a score of years. Next day, Sir Murphy fell. Were not downstairs at six in the morning, as custom, nor at seven, nor at eight. Hereupon, his servants went and knocked at his chamber door. Need not prolong the description, with their anxious listenings, renewed batteries on panels. Doors of last from the outside. They found their master dead and black. So much for ever you have ever guessed. But there were not any marks of violence did not at the moment appear. But a window was open. One of the men went to fetch the parson. Then, by his direction, rode on to give notice the coroner, Mr. Combe. himself, was as quick as he might, as quick as he might to the hall, shown to the room where the dead men lay. He left some notes among his papers, but shown how judgment is spread, and has felt for Mr. Matthew. There is also this passage, which is transcribed for the sake of the light, froze upon the course of events, and also upon the common beliefs of the time. There was not any the least trace of an entrance having been forced to the chamber. The casement stood open. My poor friend should always have it in this season. He had his evening drink of small ale, silver vessel, bad and measure. Tonight he had not drunk it out. His drink was examined by the profession from Barry, Mr. Hopkins, who could not however, the authors declared upon his oath. For his crown was very fresh. Discover any manner of venomous kind was present in it. As for as was natural, great swelling and blackness of the corpse. They was talk among their neighbors of poison, Body was very much disordered, laid in the bed, being twisted off a stream of sort of gave to probable conjecture. conjecture a worthy friend and patron, spied in great pain and agony, then yet is more yet unsplained to myself in the arguments of some hurried and artful designing, the perpetrators, this barbarous mufter. Was this thus? that woman had been distrusted with the laying out of the corpse and washing, being both sad parsons, very well suspected. Then my mournful profession came to me in a great pain and stress of both. A mind and body saying what was indeed confirmed upon the first view. They no sooner touched the beast of the corpse, pressed to the corpse, with their hand naked hands, were insensible. A moment more, more an only violence smart, smart and echoing their palms, which the whole forearms in no long time swelled so wondrously by the pain still continuing that. After revived during many weeks, they were forced to lay by the exercise at a calling, and yet no mark seen on the skin. Upon hearing this, I sent for the physician who still in the house. They made as careful as proof, were able by the help of a small magnifying lens, crystal the condition, the skinny, this part of the body, but could not detect the instrument. We had men of opponents beyond a couple small punches of pricks, which we concluded were spots by which the poison meant to be induced to remember the ring of Pope Baroge and other known no, no specimens, quite art the Italian poisoners of the last age. For such as is this said of the symptoms seen on the, court, on the courts, as that what I am to add. In many in my own experiment, be left to prosperity, judge whether there be anything to value within. There was on a table, bedside, a a small side, which my friend punctual is in all manners of this moment. So, this one, one whole weighty one used nightly upon his first risings to read a set portion, for taking it up, not without a due cheer, duly paid to him, which was studied with his poorer but now passed to contemplation with great original. came into my faults at, la- at such moment's helplessness is prone to catch any of least glimmer and makes promise of light we make trial of that old and by many counted superstitious practice of drawing the sorties a of which is the principal instance of this late sacred Majesty of Blessed Father King, King Charles, my lot, Lord Falkland, And much talked of. I must submit that by that by my trial not much successeth followed me. Yet the cause, of origin, these dreadful events, may hereby be searched out. I sent out down the results; case may be found it pointed to the true quarter of the mischief. A quicker intelligence than my own. May then free trials, owned a book and placing my finger upon certain words which gave us first three words for Luke XII I, seven. Cut it down second Isaiah XXII I, twenty shall never be inhabited. And upon the third experiment, Job XXXIX. X, X, X. Her young ones also suck up blood. That's all that was needed to be quoted from Mr. Cooper's papers. Sir Matthew Fell was boldly coffined, laid unto the earth, funeral and summoned peach by Mr. Crumb. On the following Sunday, been printed under the title of Unsearchable Way, or England's Danger and Malicious Dealings of Antichrist, being of vicious view, while the most commonly held in England, a squire was a victim of recrudenance of published plot. His son Sir Matthew the Second succeeded in the title and estates, and so ends the first act of the crossing, dream tragedy, as it is to be mentioned, for the fact is not surprising. The new baronet did not occupy the room in which his father died, nor did he slept in it by any one but an occasional visitor during the whole of his occupation. He died in 1735. Do not find anything particularly marked. His reign gave the morality back Kettle, livestock in general, which showed a tendency to increase slightly time and on. Those who are in the details, find a statistical mail, letter, Gentleman's Magazine of 1772, draws the facts from the Darnett's own papers, put into it at last by a very simple spirit, spirit being in it, and shutting all his beasts and sheds that night, keeping no sheep in his park, for he had noticed that nothing was ever attacked that spent the night indoors After the disorder confined itself to wild birds beasts a chance as it was no good account of symptoms all night watching was quite unproductive of any clue. Do not dwell on what Suffolk farmers called the casting string ham-sickness. The second Sir Matthew died in 1732-5. They said the jury succumbed, seated by his son. For Richard, at this time, the great family pew was built out on the north side of parish church, so large were the squires' idea that several of the held on the side of the building had to be disturbed to satisfy his requirements. My name was that of Mrs. M- soul, a position of which was exactly known, thanks to the notes of paper, the church, and the yard made by Mr. Crone. A certain amount of interest is as associated st- in the village, which is known for that, that famous witch, still remembered by few, was to be zoomed, the feeling of surprise and indignant in, disquiet. and very strong, was found out through a coffin was fairly sound and unbroken, with no trace whatever inside of its body, bones are dust. Deed is a curious phenomenon. For at the time of bearing, no such thing was the dread of the resurrection men, difficult to conceive any rational motive stealing a body otherwise, for uses of a setting room it revive for time all the stories of witch trials, this place of which is dominant, for forty years and Sir Richard's orders, coffins should be burnt, were thought by a good many to be rather foolhardy, though they were duly carried out. Richard was president, persistent innovator is certain, for his time the hall, being a fine block of Murnish red brick. Sir Richard travelled in Italy and became affected with Italian tastes, having more money than his he determined to leave an Italian playlist, where he had found an English house. So stopped over an edge Master brick, some indifferent Roman marbles plied about entrance hall and gardens, reproduction of the Temple, trevor lily erected on the opposite bank of the mere. Carson took tringham took an entirely new. I must say, less engaging aspect, very much admired, and less over the model, good many neighbouring drinkery in the many in after years. one morning it was in seventeen fifty four so richard woke off a night of discomfort being windy his chimney of smoke precisely yet so cold he could keep up a fire also something had so rattled about the window so no man could beat out get a place where its peace further there was a prospect of several guests of position arriving course day, or day who would expect of some kind in rose's temper which could along among his game been lately so serious, afraid of his, for his reputation, grain preserver. But what really touched him most nearly was the other matter of his sleepless night. He would certainly not sleep in the, that room again. The chief subject with his meditations at breakfast, after it began a systematic information systematic room to see what was to the notion's best. Long before he found one, this had a window with an existence of aspect of a northern, with a northern, his door, the servants would, always be, would be, always be passing. He did not like the bedstead in that. That was the chief aspect, subject was his meditation at breakfast. There had been semantic examination of the rooms to see, so his notions best. Long before he found them, this had a window with an aspect, he said, aspect, and a northern, the servants would be always passing he did not like the bedstead in that no he must have room with a western lookout so the sun could not make him up early he must be out the way the business of the house the housekeeper was at the end of his sources Well, sir richard said she you know there is but no one room like that in the house which may that be said very richard that's sir matthew's west chamber well put me in there there, I'll be late tonight, said her master. Which way is it? Here, to be sure, he hurried off, old oh, Sir Richard. But no one has slept there 40, these forty years. it has hardly been changed since Sir Matthew died there. Thus he spoke and rustled after him. Come open the door, Miss Tro- Doc. I see a chamber at last, and it opened indeed, smell smelled very close and empty. Earthy. Richard closed on the window patiently, as it, were, it wanted. Through the shutters back and flung open the grass went. For the end of the house of one which his alterations may touch grown up, as it was a great ash tree, that being like Curvewise could steal from view. Eric, Mrs. Tritonoc, doc, all day and move by bed in the afternoon, put the bishop of Kilmore in my own room. Pray, Sir Richard, said a new voice, breaking in his speech. Might I ever favour the moment the interview? Richard turned around and saw a man in black, the doorway he was found. must ask your diligence for your institution, Mr. Richard. You will perhaps remember I remember me. My name is William Crome. Grandfather was vicar in your grandfather's time. Well sir, said Richard, said Richard. My name is Crome, Is always a passport class I am glad of a new friendship with two generations standing. And what can I serve you for your, how- your hour of calling? If I do not state you, your well, bearing shows you not, it is to be some haste. There is no more than it, that is no more than true, sir. I'm riding from Norwich to St. Barry, to Thames. With haste I can make. With what haste I can make, called in my way to leave. There's some papers which must. You just come upon in looking over that, what my, grover left at his death. You thought you might find some matters of family interest in them. You may see obliging, Mr Crome, if you're so good as to follow me to power. Drink of a glass of wine. We'll take a good first look at some papers together. You knew, Mr Lock? As I said, about airing his chamber. Yes. You'd be about there in his chamber. Yes, he and my grandfather died. Yes, the tree patch does make a place a little dampish, but I don't wish to listen any more. Make no difference to beg. You have your orders to go. Will you follow me, sir? They were went to study the packet, with which young Mr. Crome had brought, who had just become a fellow of the home Hall, Cambridge, as may say, secretly brought a respectful edition of Pauline and Genius*, contained among many things, the notes which the old vicar made upon the recorders Sir Matthews failed death. From the first time Sir Richard confronted, Mermin and Menacol, the Becurea, which he heard amused him a great deal, well, he said, my grandfather's Bible, one prudent piece of advice, cut it down, It stands for the ash-tree, he might rest assured they should not neglect it. Such an of a neat nest of cars, I know goose has never seen. The contained the family book, with pending arrival of the collection which Sir Richard made in Italy, building a proper room to see them, not many in number. Richard looked upon, looked up for the paper to, to the suitcase case One says he, Where the old prophet is here, that I fancy I see him. Crossing the room, he took out the dumpy Bible, which, sure enough, bore in a leaflet, inscription to Matthew Fell, a loving godmother, Anne Adias, 2nd September 1659. Could be no bad plan to test him again, said Mr. Crome. I wager to get a couple names in chronicles. Him, what have we here? I shall seek him in the morning. I shall not be. Well, well, my grandfather would have made a fine omen of that, hey? Now profit's for me? They are all in a tale. And now, Mr. Crow, I'm definitely obliged to you for your packet. You will, I hear, fear being patient to get on. Pray allow me thou glass. So others of his hospitality were generally meant for Richard. Thought well the young man's dress and manner. They parted. I've done the guests the Bishop Gilmore, Lady Mary Barvey, Sir William Keltfield etc dinner at five, wine cars supper and to bed Next morning Sir Richard is declined to make his gone. has gone with the rest. Talks of Bishop Camur, appumulates unlike a many a uh, unlike a good many of the Irish bishops of his day it is better to see, indeed, very there. At some considerable time this morning, the two walking along terraces, talking of alterations of improvements to the house, which said, pointing the windows of West room. You could have never got that. any of my eyes, thought to go below that room, Sir Richard. Why is that, my lord? It is, a fact, my own. Well, Irish fancy will always have it. It brings the worst of luck sleep near an ash tree, there, and you have grown a fine growth of ash, like two yards from your chamber window, perhaps the bishop went on, the smell has given you a touch of quality, already, for you too do not seem, if I may say, so much the fresher, but you might rest as your friends would like to see you, that is something else, it is true, because may you may sleep about twelve to four, my lord, but trees come down tomorrow, so I shall not hear much more, more from it, From it, applaud determination, can hardly be wholesome, at the air you breathe strained, it is where is that through, it is where through all that loafage. Your Lordship is right there, I think, but I knocked my window open last night, rather the noise went, that went on, but that the twigs sweeping the glass, it kept me wide open wide, 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 wide. I think you can only be Sir Richard here you see from this point, none of its nearest branches can touch your casement lest you were gale. and none of that last night. they missed the plains by foot, no sir, true, what then will it be? I wonder scratched and rustled eye that covered the dust, I still with lines and marks. last they agreed that the rats must have come up for the ivy. That was a vicious idea, Sir Richard jumped at it. The day passed quietly, the night came and the party dispersed. The room was in wish of Richard, a good night. Richard, about the night. And now we are in his bedroom. The night's out, the squire in bed. The room is over the kitchen. The night outside is still warm. So the window, open, stands open. Very little light about the bedstead. There's a strange movement there. Seems as if Richard was moving his head, rapidly to and fro, on the slightest possible sound. Now you guess so. To separate is the half-darkness, had he several heads round the branch, which move back and forward, it's even as low as his chest, his horrible illusion doth nothing more. There, something drops off the bed, soft plump, like a kitten, and his eyes had burned in a flash for another fall. After that, there is a quiet again. Thou shalt seek me the morning. I shall not be. As for Sir Matthew, as with Sir Richard, dead and black in his bed. Pale and party potty guests and servants gathered on the window where the news was known. Italian poisoners, Polish, publishers and ingredients, affected air, all these and not many royal guesses hesitated. Bishop Kilmore looked at the tree Folk power brows a white tomcat cat was crouching, looking down the hollow, which he is a gnawed in the trunk, is watching something inside the tree. Great interest. Suddenly it got up and craned over the hole. Then, bit of the edge on which it stood gave way, went slivering in. Every looked up the noise of the fall. It known for the most of us that a cat can cry. Few of us had heard, I hope. So she able to come out of the trunk at great ash. Two or three screams there were. The witness was not sure which a slight muffled noise of some commotion, of struggling, that was all that came. But Lady Henry Mary Hugh Howvy faded outright, and the housekeeper stopped her ears and fled till she fell on the terrace. Bishop Kilmore with Sir William Kentfield strained, Yet even they were daunted. Though it is only at the, uh, 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 the cry of the c- a cat when the shadow swallowed once or twice before he could say something more than we know of in that tree, my lord. I am for an instant search. This was agreed upon. A ladder was brought. One of the gunners went up. And looking down the hollow would take nothing but a few dim indications. Something moving. They got a lantern, let it down by rope. Must be get at the bottom of this. My life upon it, my lord. The secret of his terrible deaths is here there. Up went the gardener again, the lantern, laid down the hole cautiously. Saw the yellow light upon his face, bent over and saw his face, struck with an incredulous terror. And lo, he cried out, In! A dreadful voice, and fell back down the ladder, where happily he was caught by two of the men, letting the lantern fall inside the tree. He was a dead faint in some time before any word, could be slipped, got from him. But then they had something else to look at. The lantern must have broken at the bottom. A light in it caught upon dry leaves and rubbish that lay there for a d- few moments. Minutes. Dense smoke began to come up. Then flame. to bees short. The tree was in blaze. By his enders made a ring some yards distance. So William and the Bishop went men. Get their, what weapons and tools they could, The killing whatever might be using that tree as its lair would, would be forced out by the fire. So it was. First, of, uh, at the folk, they saw a round body, covered with fire, the size of a man's head, appear very suddenly, then seemed to collapse and fall back. This, five or six times, then a similar ball leapt in the air and fell in the grass, where well, after a moment it lay still. Bishop went as near as he dared to, and saw, but for the remains of an enormous spider venomous as feared, as the fire burned lower down, more terrible bodies like this began to break out for the trunk, it seen they were covered with grayish hair, all that day the ash burned, till it fell to pieces man stood about it, and from time to time killed these brutes that dotted it out, last there was an interval, but none appeared. They cursed, closed, cursed, closed in, and examined the roots of the tree. They found, said Bishop Mull, Kilhampton, more below its rounded hollowed place, the earth wherein the two or three bodies of these creatures plainly been smothered by the smoke was the me more curious, the side of his den. Against the wall was crouching another to meet the skeleton, a human being, the skin dried out upon the bones. Every remain remains of black hair, which have been by those who owned it, be bound the body of a woman and killed him dead for a period of fifty years.